0: ...strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
1: Bless the Lord. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley.
2: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
1: It's good to be with you as we continue the theme that we started yesterday. And if you are with us, and hopefully you'll be with us throughout the rest of the week, we are celebrating the birth of our Messiah... And we pointed out yesterday that the New Testament is very specific as to the humanity of Jesus. For example, in John 1.1, we read these words, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In verse 14 in chapter 1 of John, it says, And the Word became flesh, and dwelt among us, And we beheld his glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Junie, that's wonderful news.
2: And it is true, Shelley, that he came as man. And he was the second Adam, fully man. But we need to remember the incarnation that Jesus and the Father were one. Yes, Lord. And before the foundation of the earth They agreed together. They were one with the Holy Spirit. Their one essence and one being that there would need to be redemption because of the rebellion that they would experience in heaven through Lucifer, who was an archangel. And Jesus came as the Son of Man that he would be able to redeem us by being the offering and living in and through his Father's spirit and will, which means a lot for what we're going to be talking about this week.
1: Yes. We also saw that there were many prophecies in the Hebrew Scriptures about his coming. For example, we touched on Micah chapter 5, verse 2, which says, But as for you, Bethlehem Ephratah, Too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you one will go forth. For me to be ruler in Israel, his goings forth are from long ago, from the days of eternity. Which again speaks of the divinity of God and the humanity of Jesus when he came. Chapter 9 in Isaiah, beginning at verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. What a name, June. What a fullness was in him.
2: And in Hebrew, a name depicts the character and nature of the person. So he's not only a counselor or the Prince of Peace, He's the Almighty God, the Everlasting Father. So if we could understand the pre-incarnation and the incarnation of the Lord, our whole life would change because when we're born of God, we are part of that incarnation because he lives in us, the incarnated one can be all life.
1: Amen. We also touched on Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, an incredible verse. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child, bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. And I trust you know that in Hebrew, Emmanuel means God with us. So, Junie, who can understand the mind of the Lord? There were prophecies, but who knew how he would finally, you know, come to this earth? And we need to see that the glory of God could be seen everywhere. This was the miracle of miracles. I'm thinking of Psalm 19, verse 1, which we read yesterday. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. But again, the miracle of all miracles was the birth of Jesus as a man.
2: But what is amazing, when he came in his birth as... The savior of the world, the heavens declared it, Shelley. That's right. With light, and the star that the shepherds followed, as well as the wise men, to find this little child wrapped in um, uh,
1: swaddling clothes. Swaddling
2: right? clothes, really? yes. In the manger. So really, Junior.
1: when you tie in verse, uh, Psalm 19, verse 1 with what happened, it's true. The heavens declared
2: exactly. the glory
1: of God. Yes. Wow, that's wonderful. So who could have thought of such a way of bringing salvation to mankind? How can we ever express the gratitude and the unspeakable joy that Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God? He came and endured temptation. He took our sinful nature upon him. He became sin. He died in our place. He conquered sin and death. And he secured us our salvation. But we need to also see, journey, other than bringing forth salvation, which is monumental, he really became the pattern of what God wanted man to be before the fall. The divine uh, The divine. Identified itself with us, with humanity, so that humanity, mankind, could be identified with divinity. And this is what we're going to be sharing this week. Jesus is our standard. He's our pattern who brought salvation to us, but we are called to live the way he lived and allow his life to be lived through us. And that's, that's where we're, what we're talking about. It's not the issue of just going to heaven. It's how we are living on a daily basis here on earth. We're called to live a life of grace and truth, and our identity must be found in him.
2: And as we shared yesterday, Jesus spoke to our people and said, "...unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven." And he said that because he had foreknowledge. He was God himself. He was the incarnation. And he knew he came to be an offering, to die on the cross, to overcome Satan, to be resurrected and send the spirit of truth, his Holy Spirit, into our life. And so he was saying that to the Jews. And now we need to say that to our Jewish people and to the church. That unless we're born of God and we yield our will and our heart and our life to him on a daily basis, that the righteous one, Jesus, can live his life in and through us and transform us, that we would be... Uh, The life and the love and the poured out, um, uh, what, Uh, spirit that Jesus is in our life. And we can't do that, Shelley, any more than we have given him our all that he might become our all in all. So the incarnation is big. It's bigger than the humanity of Jesus. The deity of Jesus enabled him to be a pattern for us, Shelley. That's right. He couldn't have done that as only the son of man. Amen. Amen. And we can't make it to heaven by thinking and desiring to do what's right Right. only. It's his life.
1: So we want to look at a number of areas of life where our identity is in him. And one uh, area we'd like to look at is the, the simple situation of relationship. We know that the Bible says that Israel is a son. We know that Jesus was the only begotten son. While Jesus is the only begotten son of God and what he is by nature, we become sons and daughters through adoption. We see that in John again chapter 1, verse 12, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. We see in Romans chapter 8, verse 16, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. You know, Junie, God created every every human being that ever walked the face of the earth. But to be a child must must involve uh, Jesus living in us. In other words, everyone is not a child of God. We're a creation of God. But to be a child of God requires a relationship with the Son of God, Jesus.
2: And when you think of a child, Shelley, uh, a child is dependent on the mother or father or a caretaker. To supply for that child, food and clothing, a place to live, love, uh, education, and all the above. So, to be a child of God, the relationship is not between a mother or father or brother or sister that makes one a child of God, but a relationship between an individual and God himself Mm. and the Lord when he's in relationship to us and we are totally dependent upon him for all Shelley then his life becomes our life because we give our life to him and we trust him we learn to live by faith and we realize That what Jesus told us is true. Without him, we can do nothing. And in our weakness, he is made strong. So to think of a child, and even an infant, is totally dependent on the one who's caring for them. And God wants to be a carer for us, that he can restore our souls.
1: It's powerful, Junie. I mean, we could think about it, but... It's just incredible, the whole issue of incarnation. We want to start in another area, for example, the very nature of our lives. That nature must reflect the nature of Jesus. For example, in 1 John 4, 16 and 17, the Word of God says, God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this, love is perfected." Is perfected with us, that we may have confidence in the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. Junie, what do you do with a verse like that? As he is, so also are we in this world.
2: And that happens, Shelley, when we give the Lord our heart, yes, our mind, our desires all that we are, that he can become our all in all. Yes. So we're confident because we know his life is alive. That's
1: right. And Hallelujah. it is a
2: cost for us, but we can rejoice yes. because eternal life is, is his and ours.
1: Father, what can we say but thank you. Thank, thank you, you Thank you for the reality of a life that's in the Messiah. Thank you for coming to earth. And thank you, Lord, that you're calling us to live a holy life. We pray for this in Jesus' name.